Hi, my name is Christy, and this podcast is my pursuit to glean practical wisdom on femininity, homemaking, finances, and relationships from the God-fearing women in my life. Hope you enjoy this journey with me as we learn to smile at the future. Now let's dive right in. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. This week is the continuation of my interview with Janice Johnson. She is the mother of 11 children, and she is just a role model for setting good habits and sticking with them. I highly encourage you to go back and listen to that interview from last week. And this week, Janice is going to share specifically about habits that she thinks Christian single women should be developing at this season of life. And also she's going to share about some of the negative habits that she sees among Christian women. Um, And so I hope it'll be an encouragement to you and inspire you to live more purposely and to um, prioritize your time better. So here we go. Yes. And you know, I feel like, like what you said, how, you know, many people just kind of drift through life or they get stuck in the the hamster wheel of work and sleep and church and Bible study, but they don't invest in other areas of their life. They just kind of get stuck in that routine. Um, Right. You know, it's, it's sad, but we plan for school, we plan for vacation, but we Mm -hmm. don't plan for other things. And I think especially like you were saying, like long-term, like five, 10 years, do we set goals you know, that are going to have results in that time frame, Right. And, you know, I actually saw the YouTube video that um, your family did for your dream boards and your box. And I actually implemented that um, in my own life. So I have a little dream board and I've accomplished because of the quarantine, I actually accomplished a good number of things because I was home and and had the time to invest in them. Wow. Um, And then I did the monthly letter, which I thought was really cool because when you set New Year's goals, you know, as the months pass by, they just, they can seem distant and, and life changes. So you need to adjust and, and, and tweak those uh, goals. So I felt like the letter allowed me to do that, like writing myself a letter, tweaking my goals, figuring out, okay, this month, which, which of my goals on my yearly plan can I implement? I, yeah, I wrote down what I accomplished, what I want to accomplish the following month. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yes. It's been so helpful. So I highly encourage anyone who has trouble sticking with (laughs) new year's goals, do that monthly evaluation and super helpful. Yeah. And I would say, put yourself in an environment that makes you grow Yes, and supports what you want. There's a book out there that says willpower won't work. I recommend that book. It's really good. But, um, so I've joined a a track, a ladies, a a bunch of ladies that go to a track at six in the morning down at the college once a week. Um, we have this young girl that just works our tail off. She was a friend of my two daughters and I'm like, Hey, I want to connect with my daughters and doing something fun that's exercising together is fun. So we go off the track and she just like runs us. And we do like, I don't know, it changes every time we go there. Cause we do like weights and mm-hmm. run stop, you know, mm-hmm. I forget what they call that. Um, but yeah. put your, I'm putting myself in an environment that is going to make me grow. Mm-hmm. It's going to exercise. It's going to work me out. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so helpful. And 
you know, even choosing what friends you hang out with, hang out with friends that like to hike or, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, spend time outdoors or exercising. And that's, um, I think right now that's pretty much how people are hanging out <laughs> yeah. going on walks together. They um, say that, um, you become like the top five people that you spend the most time with. And I would believe that to be true. So choose your friends wisely. It's, um, uh, they do have a big impact on you. And it might, and I, one thing I found is it's uncomfortable at first because you are forced to grow and you might be like, you know, doubting whether or not, you know, if it's not as comfortable to hang out with certain people, if they're living better than you are in certain ways and you might, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't boost your self-esteem, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it is so good. And I've had to come to that. God has just surrounded me with so many friends that excel in so many areas. And so yeah. Regularly, I feel like, boy, I feel like I'm like their ministry friend. <laughs> they take pity on me, but um, but it's been. I just have so valued that input in my life, and I'm so thankful that I have friends that are really encouraging and forcing me to grow in a lot of areas. So that's great. Did you have any other thoughts? I think that's about. Oh, um, if you're starting a new habit, start with tiny steps. Don't write down all these things. I'm going to do all this stuff. Just start with one habit, you know, and this might sound really ridiculous, but there was a book about doing tiny things. And if you want to get better at flossing your teeth, just say, okay, I'm going to floss one tooth every night. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh -huh. you, you could just be laughing at yourself. And, oh, I got to floss my one tooth. But, you know, you laugh and you're like, I think I can floss. Once you do one tooth, you're like, oh, I think I can do the rest, you know? Yeah. Or I'm going to exercise for, I'm going to do five toe touches every night. If you're not exercising at all, okay, I can do five toe touches. But once you do five toe touches, you just laugh at yourself like, um, I think I do some sit-ups and maybe some push-ups too, or... But whatever it is, just start small and just do it, do it, do it, do it, do it till it becomes a habit and you're, you'll start to grow. And my husband was a runner and I hated running and I decided I was going to run because he really loved to do that and he wanted to do it on dates. And so I started fast walking and then I was just like, you know, those little um, markers on the road. I was like, I think I'm going to run to the green thing. Okay. I'm going to run to, I'm going to do three of them. And before you knew it, I worked myself up to three miles Wow! and wow. you just start in increments and go from there and just count the wins. And if you fall off the wagon and you were get back up because the, you know, having the whole like perfectionistic, you know, <laughs> mindset, you're never going to do stuff if you're perfectionistic about it mm -hmm. because perfect. I'm not a perfectionist. My husband is, we, we say the 80, 20 rule. I'm like, honey, we're cleaning the garage. 80, 20, just do the 80%, you know, and leave the 20, be okay with the 20% not being perfect because, um, it can paralyze you from even getting started or doing anything or being like, if you fail, just being like, okay, I, I'm never going to try to do that again. Or I, I can't stick with it, but every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. And that's right. I love that God has divided our lives up into days and just gives us that fresh start. And uh, every morning it's, I think that's so gracious of him to do that. Mm -hmm. Well, are there specific habits that single women should develop in this season of life? I know we touched on that a little bit earlier, but is there anything else that you wanted to share specifically for single gals? 
Yeah. So we we touched about it, staying physically fit and understanding health, like reading about it, uh, I think is a good thing. Getting out in nature is really great. Um, learn something new, you know, learn an instrument, develop a new skill. You know, you're starting this new podcast. Life is going to be exciting. And as you're finding, you just become more alive because you're just like, what topics can I talk about? What, who you're looking for people that would inspire other people. And, um, so you're doing that Christy in your own life, but, um, reading, we touched on that already. Um, do something you don't want to do every day. Um, my mom always told me to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And just, I think just becoming developing, into an interesting person, an interesting conversationalist. The more you learn and grow, the more bridges you'll be able to connect with all types of people, um, the more environments, you know, if you're learning a new skill, like a new sport or something, you'll, you'll meet new people and have potentially evangelistic opportunities to do that. I had my, um, my brother-in-law, I was asking him what things I should start or what skills or goals I should set. And he's, he told me, do pick things that you can do with other people. Don't do things in isolation. Try to find as much that you can interact with others in and, and build relationships through. I thought that was really helpful um, advice there. But yeah, I think even, you know, once again, marriage is not a guarantee, but you're, you want to be able to talk with your future spouse um, you know, be an interesting conversationalist. Once again, like know a little bit about a lot of topics and, and look at that as a way to bless somebody in the future. Right. And we may not even think of this, but there are definitely habits in mindsets, the way you think, like we've been kind of talking about, you know, outward things, but the habit of giving thanks, you know, first Thessalonians 518 says in everything, give thanks. Is our response when something happens, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Good or bad. Because it says, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Whatever he allows to come into your life, he has his sovereign hand on it. He has touched it. It has gone through him. And we need to, and he tells us in everything, give thanks. Because when we're thanking him, we're trusting him. And we're saying, Lord, I trust you for this. And so I think, um, developing a mindset of being thankful, um, developing a mindset of being anxious for nothing, um, as he tells us in Philippians 4, 6, and believing God. Um, at the end of the day, if all we did was believe what God said, we did what he wanted us to do, because without faith, it's impossible to please him. And he also says, this is the work that you believe. That's the work that I mentally do every day. This is the work that you believe because I'm so tempted not to believe and to rely on my own understanding and to do things my own way. And, you know, bottom line, knowing God's word, spending time in it, believing it and hearing his voice and following him. Um, if we're doing those things, we're going to be golden. That's so neat. And I think that's so helpful to have those as priorities too, of when you're setting habits, there's things that'll fall off at different points, but never let those things fall off. I often think of Mary and Martha, and I know that that story is so common, but I, I tend to lean towards the Martha and I like to do a lot of things and I'm very motivated and I love my to-do lists and checking things off. 
but I really have to work to um, just sit at Jesus' feet and to study and be close to him. It's not easy for me to slow down in that way. That is the most important thing. It affects every other part of life. Yes. On the flip side, what are negative habits that you see kind of across the board that for Christian single women in particular, are there things that you see that you would love to encourage women to um, leave behind and put off and put on a new habit? Yes. So um, it really breaks my heart to see uh, Satan ravaging the hearts of single women. Like I, um, this is just so true to me um, up in Bend, um, just kind of seeing some of the church, what's going on in the church. It's amazing. But here's a few things, binging on Netflix, just not being disciplined with what, um, it's a real temptation. Uh, the music that we're listening to, reading romance novels, like in my house, I do not allow romance novels, period. I just don't think there's a place for them. And even these that fall under Christian, I just, um, there's a lot of things in those books that are just not healthy. Um, I find more and more people needing to rely on alcohol to be okay, to feel like they fit in. And that is really uh, growing, I find, in, um, in our Christian circles in the church. And then the massive consumption of social media and the comparing and the feeling less than, and, um, you know, social media, it just isn't real. <laughs> it's not, people are showing the best of what they are and it's not a real relationship, you know, one-on-one -on -one being with somebody. And, um, anyway, in our family, I know this month we're on a social media fast actually, and, it has been so refreshing for, um, if you have a problem with this or you don't, it can be very addictive. And I feel like people have lost touch with what's real and what really brings real joy. And maybe you need a detox. And I would just encourage you like detoxing from all music, except for Christian music. And detoxing, just get off. So everybody's going to be there when you come back. You know, you're really going to be okay. I promise. <laughs> but I think you might find that you are, you will have a lot more time to read. You have a lot more time uh, for relationship. You'll be way more present in relationship. You know, even sitting in your car and we, you're sitting at the light, you don't have to pick up your phone and, oh, I wonder what's on Instagram while you're waiting. How about just like being present and just, thanking the Lord for who he is, praying for people. I don't know. I just think um, the Lord can really, we can free up brain space so we can actually listen to what he's saying. And I think it hurts our attention span also, just having that, you know, go to where you can just fill every 10 second slot with a quick glimpse into social media. We're just so used to picking up our phones. And I know for me, one thing that really convicted me as a family, we actually all sat around once, took out our phones, and we looked at each other's screen times and how much time we were spending each day and on which apps and how many times we were picking up our phone. And that was so convicting because we, I mean, I didn't realize how everything was adding up. And then I, I took a break. Some of my brothers even just at that moment deleted their um, 
their social media and haven't looked back. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. I find that social media, I don't know if it, you have to put off and put on as much. I feel like, when, at least from my experience, as soon as I stop doing it, just naturally other things filled its place. And then I started putting like devotionals, uh, books in my car and in my, like the areas I take breaks. And I would just pick those up and read a quick page or a quick devotional instead of jumping on my phone, putting little like, yeah, helping yourself in that way, setting up your environment to be successful. So you won't be tempted to do that. Yes. Um, and then accountability. I don't know you, you know, you're doing it with your family. So you kind of have each other to check in with and keep each other accountable. But if you're single, inviting somebody to check in with you daily. Or how about just like deleting anything or any person that is just brings negativity to your life, you know, and just having just a few people that you follow that are positive and, you know, and maybe even limiting it to 15 minutes, not looking at your phone all day, till a certain time and you give yourself 15 minutes and then be done with it, you know, like, yeah. so just balancing and boundaries for yourself. It's discipline. And actually this lends itself to a ton of benefits in your life. And it lends itself to confidence because you are in control. You're not letting that device control you. And you're saying, these are my boundaries and this is what you're doing. And being a confident woman is a very attractive quality. And um, so John 15, five says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me, ye can do nothing. And apart from Christ, there's, we're not going to accomplish anything that's eternal of eternal value unless he's a part of it and so that's just my goal in life i just want to be part of the vine and if you're doing that he's going to lead you he's going to if you just surrender 100% lord i'm just here to for you to be my life whatever that looks like then i'm confident he's going to um, give you a life that's adventurous, that's full of joy, that's full of peace, and you are going to abound. So, so helpful, Denise. Thank you so much for sharing all that and just tying it right back into scripture and the motives behind it and what our goal truly is. Do you have any last thoughts? Um, I have a blessing I want to speak over all everybody who's listening. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, Jude 24. And it says, and now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was so encouraging. And so practical. I feel like you touched on everything, all the topics that we had mentioned. So awesome. Thank you for having me on here. And the Lord bless you guys as you live your life and um, for his glory. Amen.